Welcome to 2021, our year of the supernatural. We believe that in this year, as prophesied, your life will go above and beyond the natural and that it will be positively and supernaturally changed through this sermon. The teaching you're about to listen to by our anointed shepherd, Pastor Boni Bahati, will challenge you, strengthen and transform you to live the victorious life you were created to enjoy. Listen and be blessed. So we started a series last week, the underground church. Tell about the underground church. And we looked at the patterns of God. We looked at the pattern of the priests, installation of the priests. We saw the difference between a priest and a Levite. A priest works for God. A Levite works for the priests. You understand? That's the order. Are we together? A priest is, works for who? For God. And, but the Levite works for? But in essence, they all work for God. But God has placed a certain order. They are all servants of God. Are we together? But there's a certain order that God has placed. The order of the priests, then the Levites. Are we together? So we saw how the Levites were not supposed to touch the Ark of the Covenant. Because that was the work of the priest. And we saw how Uzzah touched. And upon touching, he, he died. Because he broke protocol. He broke patterns. Are we together? We looked at the pattern of the anointing oil. The anointing oil was supposed to be made in certain measurements. In certain sizes. Certain combinations. And they would produce certain things. Are we together? Are we together? Then we saw that the anointing oil, anything it touches, it either kills it or makes it holy. Are we together? It either kills it or makes it? To be holy means to be special, to be peculiar, to belong to the Lord. Are we together? Are we together? Then we saw which other pattern? The pattern of the tabernacle. How it was supposed to be made. God was so precise that I want God's hair as part of the tabernacle. Can you imagine? He was so specific on the things he wanted. He wanted purple. He wanted gold. He wanted silver. And we say that's, why, that's one of the reasons why a pastor can stand and say, I want you to give this to God. Because God has a certain, certain things that he would want. Are we together? That's why he did not say, just bring me anything. He said, bring me gold, bring me silver, bring me bronze, and what else? No, no, no. On those, there was something else. I've forgotten. And one more thing that he said. Are we together? Are we together? Which other pattern? The pattern of? The pattern of? You forgot. And the pattern of priesthood, the pattern of the tabernacle, the pattern of the anointing oil. And which other pattern? There? Carrying the Ark of the Covenant. There is a way the Ark was supposed to be carried. And the Ark was supposed to be carried by priests. So we saw those are the patterns of the Old Testament. Then now because God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, he also has patterns for the New, new, new Testament. New Testament begins when Jesus dies. A testament is an agreement. It is a will. Tell about an, a, a testament is a will. And we have two testaments. We have two agreements. We have two wills. The old will and the new will. Now the new will comes into effect upon the death of the willer. Who was the willer? Jesus Christ. Now right now if your father has a will, when will that will come into effect? Upon his death, right? Immediately he dies. The will comes into effect, right? Now in the same manner, Jesus had a will. And the will was, they called the New Testament. 
the new way of doing things. And that testament would only come into effect upon the death of Jesus. Did Jesus die? Did Jesus die? Did he die? Now there's a new testament that came into effect. And in this new testament, there are patterns that you're supposed to follow if you're going to experience some God results. And one pattern is that we should worship in public and meet in... We should meet in public places and also meet in homes. Worship in public is not worship at home. That was the pattern of God. That's why the Bible says, greet, greet Aquila and Priscilla and greet the church in their home. When Peter was released from prison, he went to the home of Lydia and there he met the church at the home. And he also went to the temple. When Paul wanted to kill the church, he went to the temple, did not find them. Then he went into the homes and wrecked havoc, the Bible says. So as you can see, God knows that the pattern, and also Satan knows that the pattern of God is that you meet in public and also meet in? So that's the pattern of the church. So ladies and gentlemen, that is what is called the underground church. So the underground church is the church out of the temple. Talk about the underground church. Is the church out of the temple. Yes. So this is not the underground church. The underground church is the love groups we meet in. So today my sermon is titled The Underground Church. The Underground Church. So I believe that in this series, God would want us to understand one of the most powerful patterns and keys that he has given to his church. And that is the pattern of the underground church. The reason why God would want us to understand this is because this is a powerful tool for evangelism, and for the successful building of his church, and for proper discipling of the church members. This tool is important for three reasons. Number one, for evangelism. Number two, for successfully building his church. And number three, for proper discipleship of church members. This is what we call the underground church, a.k.a. love groups, a.k.a. cell systems. So one thing that we must understand is that Jesus is not sent us to make converts. Tell me about Jesus is not sent us. Tell me about Jesus is not sent us to make converts. No, I can't hear you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, Jesus never sent us to make converts. Jesus sent us to make disciples. Pastor, is that in the Bible? Yes, Matthew 28, verse 19. Let's go. Matthew 28, verse 19. Quickly. The Bible says, can we do it together? One, two, three, the first part. I can't hear you. One, two, three. Go therefore and make converts. Go therefore and make converts. Go therefore and make converts. Answer me. Go therefore and make converts. Go therefore and make who? Go therefore and make who? So there's a difference between a convert and a disciple. Right? So who is a disciple? A disciple is an obedient follower. Go ye therefore and make obedient followers of all nations. A disciple is an obedient follower. So we are not just called to make converts. No. God has called us to make obedient followers. So a convert must grow and be turned into a follower. Tell about a convert must grow and be turned into a follower. That's why Paul was telling the church, follow me as I follow Christ. So become followers of Paul as Paul is following who? Christ. 
Because he's trying to turn you from a convert to a follower. Tell about Pastor Boni. He's trying to turn you and me from a convert to a follower. A.K.A. a disciple. A disciple is an, is an obedient follower. Number two, a disciple is a learner. A disciple is a learner. So go ye therefore and make learners of all nations. Not learners of the things of the world, learners of the kingdom. Learners of the things of God. A disciple is a learner. Hudson, a disciple is who? A learner. So if you are here and you're not learning, you're not a disciple. You are in the same state you are since 2021 began. You've learned nothing new until now. You are a convert. You are not yet a learner, a disciple. Because disciples are learners. That's why every disciple has a teacher. Every disciple has a teacher. Every disciple. Tell me about every disciple has a teacher. That's why we see the Bible says these are the disciples of John, the Baptist. These are the disciples of Peter. These are the disciples of Paul. We see that in the Bible. These are the disciples of Apollos. We see that all through the Bible. Or Barnabas, rather. Or Barnabas. Why do we see that? Because every disciple is a learner. And a learner must have a teacher. A learner must have a teacher. So you must grow and, and move from the state of being a convert to being a learner, being a disciple. You can't remain in the state of being a learner forever, uh, being a convert forever. You have to grow. You have to show initiative that I want to move from being a, being a convert to being a learner and from being a learner to being a teacher. I see you one day being a teacher and I see you having disciples. Yeah, I see you having disciples in the name of Jesus. Number three, a disciple is an ardent follower of doctrines of another. A disciple is an ardent follower of doctrines of another. A disciple is an ardent follower. A disciple is an ardent follower. A disciple is an ardent follower of the doctrines of another. That's what I was saying. Every disciple has what? A teacher. Tell about every disciple has a teacher. Every learner has a teacher. Lazima kuwe na mwalimu. Lazima kuwe na nani? Mwalimu. Anaya na kufunza wewe. There must be a teacher who is teaching you. So let me ask you a question. Who is your teacher? Who is your teacher? Whose doctrines are you following? Because Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Meaning, in this world, there is a war of discipleship. There is a war of what? Discipleship. What do I mean by that? Everybody is trying to make you a disciple of something. Some of you, you are seated here and you are disciples of Diamond. Wasafi. Yeah. You are disciples of Zuchi. And Willie Paul, Zuchu or Zichi? Zuchu. Whoever, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not her disciple, so I don't know much. But the disciples are fighting. They are saying, it's not Zuchi. Pronounce it right, Zuchi. Because the disciples know their teacher. <laughs> they are ardent followers. Ardent supporters. No, they're not, actually not, they're not supporters, they're followers. There's a difference between a supporter and a follower. A supporter is the lowest level of following. A follower is someone who is the master. The Bible says, and they were baptized unto Moses. 
They were baptized unto who? Unto Moses. To be baptized unto Moses means to be baptized in the teachings of Moses. Meaning they became followers of the teachings of who? Moses. So a disciple, you know about a disciple? Is an ardent follower of another person's doctrine. Or doctrines of another. So in this world, there is a war for discipleship. Everybody wants you to become a follower of something. Everybody wants you to become, to be baptized unto something. Yeah, that's why when you start listening to crank music and hip-hop music, slowly you start dressing like them. You start having hair like them. You begin to be baptized unto them. You start speaking like them. You start casting like them. Because you are slowly being baptized unto those teachings. And you don't even realize it, by the way. It is so subtle that you are being immersed and you don't know. You start dressing like diamond. You can look at someone and you say, Ay, we are like a diamond. Because they have been baptized unto diamond. <laughs> you look at someone and you say, Ay, this one looks like Migos. They're just there saying, <laughs> Slowly they are being baptized. Because there's a war of what? Discipleship. There's a war of discipleship. There's a war of followership. Everybody wants you to be a follower of something. So if I were you, I would rather choose to be a follower of who? Jesus. Because that has, has reward here on earth and reward in heaven. Tell me there's a war of discipleship. So the problem we are facing in today's church and the reason why the church is not going and growing as Jesus would want it to be is because many people are not becoming disciples or the many people we bring to church remain very shallow and not deep in the knowledge and the commitment in the walk with the Lord. They don't grow. They remain very shallow and not deep in their knowledge and commitment in their walk with the Lord. They don't know why they are following Jesus. They don't know even why we pray in the name of Jesus and not in the name of Mary. <sighs> they don't know. It's, it's Pastor who said. They don't know. Pastor, we pray in the name of Jesus. Or you've been, you, grew up in your, you grew up all your life knowing we, when we finish praying, say in the name of Jesus. So we don't know why you say in the name of Jesus. You don't know. You don't know why we say, we don't say, Mary, we are asking you to pray for us. You don't know. <laughs> because you are shallow in your knowledge of God. That's why you are not a disciple. You are a convert. And converts are, don't have deep roots. Converts don't last for long. Converts are like the wind. They are blown to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Oh, now we are praying in Mary's name. Okay, Mary, pray for us in Jesus' name. Saint Joseph, remember me in your prayer. Saint Zachariah, here I am. Saint Bakita. You don't know why we pray in the name of Jesus. You don't know. You don't know why we believe in heaven. If I ask you where heaven is right now, you cannot tell me. Because you don't know. And you say, why not on a Jew? Why not on a Jew? But heaven, Nico. <laughs> you don't, if I ask you where is hell, you don't know. And it's in the scripture. You don't know where hell is. You say, why not on a Jew? But hell, Nico. Aye, you can listen now, you mezidi. You can listen now, you mezidi. I want to exaggerate V2. I, you are telling me they even know where hell is. Yes, it's scripture. Hell from beneath is moved at thy coming. Hell is below. 
you don't know the knowledge. You are shallow in the knowledge of God. That's why you are shallow and that's why you are moved to and fro. Because you are a convert and not a disciple. A disciple has clear understanding of why he's following the person he's following. Yeah. But because you are a convert, if a new prophet comes and pitches tent outside there and begins preaching and saying you will get cars and houses, you all run there. They prophesy you out of the church. I see you in America. Eh? I see you getting married to a man in Australia. You say, Amen. I believe it. I see you being married by a billionaire. You faint. You say, Woo! Then fast forward, you get married to a guy we know. <laughs> because you are a convert, not a disciple. You are a babe. Look at that babe next to you, say baby. The pastor is talking about you and me. Yeah, the pastor is talking about you and me. So the problem we have in today's church is because many people that we bring to church remain very shallow. They are not deep in their knowledge of God. Neither are they committed in their work with the Lord. So many of our church members here in the Greater Love Church don't know the importance of owning a personal Bible. I'm shouting, eh? Eh? They don't know why they should own a personal Bible. Or even if they own one, they don't know why they should open it and read it. That's why I had to take time to do a series on the Bible. I had to teach why we read the Bible. Where did the Bible come from? Muslims are taught about the Quran from a young age. They go to madrasa. They are beaten to cram. At six, they are beaten. You have to cram this thing. You, Christian, James Mosioka, you bear the names of the Bible. You are called Zabadiah Zerubbabel. Motuko. You are called John Mark Mosioka. Peter Cyrus Wanjiko. You bear two names of the Bible, but you can't read your Bible. You don't even know there's a scripture that says that they were baptized unto Moses. You've never heard that. In the New Testament, you say, I, Moses. I. When you open the Bible, you say, you tell people, open the book of Moses chapter 3, verse 1. Because you are shallow. That's why you don't achieve much in the things of God. You, you are shallow. Look, Muslims are very committed in their, in, their, in their thing, man. Committed. The ones who are not committed is Saddam Mutesia. Those ones become Al-Shabaab. I'm talking about those ones who are actual, the actual ones. What are our Wanjiko, Wanjiko Muhammad? <laughs> Aisha Wanjiko. Aisha Sheikh Abdil. <laughs> eh? Hassan <laughs> Diongo. Hassan <laughs> Diongo. Not those ones. How do I to Mika? Those ones become suicide bombers. Yeah, those ones become those. Eh? They become field marshals. <laughs> Their work is to execute. I'm not. <laughs> I'm talking about the real ones. They are committed. They are committed. You see them going to the mosque daily. You, when you tell you come for 40 hours of prayer, you say, Ay, kuna baridi. I can pray from my house. And you know you can't pray from your house. You've tried. Not once. 
not twice, but you failed over and over. You don't know why you should become, to, you should come to the house of God and pray. You don't know why we should own a Bible. You don't know why you should read your Bible. You have no idea because you are still in the level of a convert. You are a convert. You've not become a disciple. That's why you can easily be told from today, I want you to become a Muslim and you easily become. Yeah. You were called Halima Wamboi. And we used to call you Wamboi Njoro, Wamboi somebody. Now when we meet you, you say, my name is Halima Wamboi. You are like, ah. Me, wait, what happened to Mary Wamboi? You say, we are Liachwa. Don't call me Mary. Call me Halima. Because you are a convert. Yeah, this generation, they think they know, but they don't know. This generation, TikTok generation, and Instagram generation, wajwaji, Snapchat, wajwaji, and you don't know anything. The things you should know, you don't know. You only know the things, the things that matter, you have no idea about. The things that actually matter. Because not everything matters. You don't need to know about fashion, but you need to know about the state of your soul. The state of your soul weighs more than knowing which is what is trending on TikTok. Silhouette challenge. That's when you know about it. You've participated on it. Not once, not twice. You have, you have a red bulb in your house. Put, put some red bulb, bulbs here. Put red. You have red, red in your house. Silhouette, you are there. Naked. You don't have red. Yeah, that's red now. Put all of them should be red. This about these things you know. You know about these things. Then switch off this this one here. So, ladies and gentlemen, now you are wasted. It's okay. They know. They they have red bars in their house. <laughs> switch on my light. Let's go on. Put the other color. Go try in your house. So it is not surprise. It is not surprise that many of you fall. You fall away over time. Yeah, you fall away. You are in this church for two years. The next time we can't see you because you are not a disciple. Disciples follow. It is because of Aisha Anjiko. Hassan Diongo. It's because of such people. So it is not surprise that you follow. You you fall away. As quickly as you get converted. Yeah, you are here today and tomorrow you're not there. You are here today and tomorrow you're not there. Because you don't know even why you're supposed to be in one church. You don't know why you're supposed to be planted in the house of God. Why you're supposed to be in one church for the rest of your life. You don't know that. Oh, Jui. Oh, Nandanga, too. Ah, your church is going to home. I'm going to go home. I'm going to church. Nachai, nakaimati wanapeananga. Unamaliza, unalala. Unafika chachu, unalala. Unamaliza, unamuka. Unasema, yo basi ya wale kasasi iko. You don't know why. The day we stop coming to bus you, you stop coming to church. You change church. You say, ah, simuleta kutukujia. Do you know why? You are a convert. You are not yet a disciple. You are not yet a disciple. Mark chapter 4, verse 16. Mark 4. Mark 4. Can you read the scripture? 1, 2, 3. 
These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, like the greater love church. When you hear the word, you say, hey, preach, pastor, preach. Amen. Unanyorosha. Finya. Tuamanyoya. Nasema, pastor, nilisikia kukuku. Nikakukia meron. Nikashidua, hai. Kwani niko ichigine? You receive with gladness. Nani samoja. Meroni. Ku. Samoja. Kwani niko ichigine? You receive with gladness. You are happy. This be they. But their hearts are stony. Their hearts are what? Stony ground. Stony hearts. Stony stangawizi. Rongumu. But gladness. Receive with gladness. Kupika kenele kwa kanisa. Wako namba moja. Kudans. Kudans namba moja. So they receive immediately with gladness. They receive with gladness. The next verse, stony hearts. Uh -huh. Quickly. Can we read together? And they have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So they receive with gladness, but because they are stony hearts, they have no roots. When persecution arises, for the word's sake, that is to tell you, for every word you hear, prepare for persecution. For every word you hear, prepare for a test. To be persecuted is to be tested in what you've heard. Right now when I'm preaching about the underground church, prepare to be tested in that area. When I preach about uh, being a pure person, like, uh, like, like not fornicating, prepare to be tested in that area. Any word I preach about, prepare to be tested in it. But because you have no roots, you fall away. When I preach about being a permanent member, why you should be planted in the house of those who are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. Immediately prepare to be tested in that area. When I preach about loyalty, immediately prepare to be tested in that area. For the word's sake, they stumble. Immediately. Not tomorrow. Immediately. Not the day after tomorrow, immediately. Ah, give me a message, Bible, from verse 16. From verse 16, message. Can we read together? And some are like the seed that lands in the gravel. Do you know the gravel? Like outside we have, do we have gravel? No, we don't have nowadays, but we used to have gravel. When they, can you continue? When they first hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm. Enthusiasm will come now, yes. Pastor preach. I believe it, Pastor. Pastor, you're mentioning my name. Pastor, go deeper. Go deeper, Pastor. Go deeper. Pastor, you're mentioning my name, Pastor. Pastor, you are mentioning my name. Pastor, you have the microphone. Pastor, that's my case. Pastor, go louder. Pastor, shout louder. Pastor, that's my word. Pastor, you are preaching. Pastor, you got me. 
enthusiasm wako nayo kelele wako nayo greater lovers ndiawa ndiawa greater lovers enthusiasm wako nayo but remember their hearts are gravel like their hearts are what their hearts are what i can't tell you their hearts are what verse 17 One, two, three. But there is such shallow swell of character that when emotions wear off, my God, and some difficulty arrives, there is nothing to show for it. So the enthusiasm was emotions. Oh my God. That emotion will wear out. The reality will set. And when difficulty arrives, because reality now comes in when difficulty arrives it's like when you when you when you receive christ when you receive christ anything you pray for you get immediately <laughs> have you seen that testimony every week oh pastor 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 as i was reading i was praying as i was listening to someone this happened this hey, that happens then now god begins to work in you now You enter into the season of desert season where you hear nothing about the Lord. It's you and the spirit and he is quiet. Now Jesus is developing character. At that point they fade off. They say ai 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 Kwani lazima me and I have never slept hungry before. I used to have Johnny Wood supply for me. Now after I received Christ, I, I can no longer call Johnny. Now I'm sleeping hungry. Ai. Me I'm going back to Johnny. There is no there's no bit of character in them. There's no soil of character. So when little difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. Because they have refused to grow from converts to disciples. And the only way you grow from a convert to a disciple is through hardship. Yeah. Hardship. Bible says let patience have its perfect course. Then you will be perfect, lacking nothing. But the process of getting patience is not easy. But each generation I'm talking is of it too. Microwave, that's why you're full of depression. Your mother has never been depressed and she's 50 years. Naka atroasita. And three are from different men. Na wote wanamsumbua. But she's not be depressed. You, you are depressed just because you don't have an iPhone, or you don't have enough clothes to test on Instagram. You are under depression. Eh? Just you don't have a staycation, and your friends have staycations. You are depressed. Shenzi. Why? You lack the soil of character that is developed through patience. Let patience have its perfect work. that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing now that process of being perfect and complete is where the story is it's not in shouting amen amen shouting amen is good because even Jeremiah the prophet said amen so we say amen to affirm what god has said the bible says when we when our amen and his promises combine we receive what the glory of god that's what the bible says when his when our yes and his oh and when our his yes and our amen ascend we receive the glory 
of God. So we have to shout amen so that his, his, our amen can ascend to his yes and his glory comes down. Yes, it is important. However, after you've shouted amen, you've been screaming and sleeping on the floor, rolling amen. Let there be a swell of character. Let us see a disciple. You are convinced that I'm supposed to be a greater lover. By all means, this is where God wants me to be. Not that because you don't have a job now, you are, you are changing churches. Is, is, it, is it a church that gives you job? What is it? I'm wondering. We're on Safaricom. Look, you do not receive Christ to have a job. No. You don't need Christ to have a job. No. No, you didn't receive Christ for that. You receive Christ for something higher than that. Something higher. A job is so trivial. That Jesus would die on the cross. That, uh, that Jesus came that we may have jobs and have jobs in abundance. Is that the reason why Jesus came? He came that we may have life. So what you, came, what you received from Christ is higher than a job. So even if you don't have a job today, you are still happy. Because what you have more than gold, I got something more than gold. All I have is Jesus. I got something more than gold. If all I have is Jesus. Well, love is more than gold. More than gold, more than gold. I got something more than gold. I tell it to the world. Jesus is more than gold. Jesus is more than gold. Jesus is more than a job. Jesus is more than a first class degree. Jesus is more than marriage. Jesus is more than a car. He is more than that, oh. When he appears, those things like cars and jobs have become meaningless. They become trivial. When Jesus appears to you, you can't even mention a job. The awe of his presence, the beauty of his splendor, when he appears to you, my dear, you don't mention jobs. Those things that are making you leave him. Job and car and house and boyfriend. When Jesus appears to you, Lady Sandra, eh? when he appears to you like this, you can't mention those things. He, the awe of his presence, the beauty of his splendor, the glory that surrounds him. You can't mention gold. What is gold? He walks on gold. He walks on gold. Not gold uh, coated. Ah, uh -uh. Pure gold. He walks on it. So when he appears... Those things mean become meaningless. But because you are a convert, those things mean so much to you. So much to you. That you are willing to leave Jesus and the church because of those things. You can walk out from the church and say, from today, don't call me, I'll not serve again. I've been serving for a whole year and I've not gotten any promotion. Bruh, if you want a promotion, go to school. <laughs> go to school. Get a master's degree. You'll be promoted. But you're not serving God for promotion. No, that should not be the mind. Jesus is more than a promotion. But because you are a convert, those things mean too much to you. You leave church because a guy you like no longer likes you. Or the, uh, the guy you are in a relationship with is no longer interested with you. Or the girl you had a relationship with has broken up with you. Now you say, there's no point of serving God. Guy, <laughs> guy, <laughs> Shenzi. Yes. Jesus is more than that thing, man. Jesus is more than that girl. What you have is far much more. When Jesus appears, will you tell him, Jesus, you see that girl has left me. Will you, can you even mention, can those words come out of your mouth? When Jesus appears to you, 
when, when you stand before Jesus, there's a song that says, will I stand before your presence? Will I be able to speak? I can only imagine. You know that song? To my knees will I fall? Or will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. Because when he comes before you, you can't even speak. You can't even stand. You can't even start saying, oh, oh, no, 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 What's your name? Lynette. No, no, Lynette, Lynette. You can't. Lynette does not even matter to you at that point. It's Jesus. <laughs> will, I, will I be with you forever? Will I be with you forever? Lynette does not even matter. <laughs> yeah. At your, I was not driving a car. Those things don't matter. I slept hungry. You don't, oh, you don't even remember. But you left him because you slept hungry. Once. And you did not even die. He kept you in hunger. Yeah. One time Elijah was, was telling God, kill me, Lord. Kill me. I knew when. I'm a chock and I eat you too. The Lord told him, wake up, eat. The journey ahead is long. You don't want to die. Amka, kula, let's go. Yeah, the journey ahead is long. So you, you want to leave Jesus because you slept hungry last night. You're saying, I will, I will stop serving God. <laughs> Pastor, it is very, things are very thick. We've slept hungry before, and we did not leave Jesus. Because Jesus is more than food. Jesus is more than skuma and ugali. He's more than that. Because He's more than that, man. I have chosen violence. Jesus is more than that. Jesus is more than pizza. He's more than pizza. Not gonna pizza at Tuesday. Yeah, offer. Buy one. I need toppings. Buy one, get one free. Yeah, pizza in. That one will make you leave Jesus. Do you see why I'm saying you are a convert and not a disciple? Do you see why? Because you're, you're going after the shadow. You are living the real thing and following the shadow. What can this shadow do to you? What can this shadow do to you? So why are you leaving Jesus the image and going for Jesus the shadow? Because Jesus the shadow is those things. You are, you, you are leaving the creator and going for the creation. How can the creation change your life? Who has power to change your life? But a convert follows the creation and leaves the creator. A lot of people who the Bible speaks about, when a little affliction arises, a little discomfort arises, they, be, they leave church. Because a lot of converts have become miracle admirers. They are going for miracles. They have become prophecy seekers. They are looking for prophecy. They have become cheerleaders. They have become supporters. They have become dancers with no meaning. That's why a follower cannot follow for a long time. Converts will leave church at the slightest provocation, problem, or temptation. A convert will leave church. At the slightest provocation, slightest problem, slightest temptation. So what does that the, the usher did not allow you to sit where you want? You say, next time I'm not coming to this church. Just because an usher did not allow you to sit where you want. Is this your house? 
you want to sit where you want, carry your own chair. But here there are orders. Yeah, look, when you go to your father's house, do you sit anywhere? You sit where you are told. So why should you leave? Because you are a convert. Slightest of provocations. Slightest of provocations. Slightest. The pastor just, the pastor spoke, uh, like recently I was told that someone was angry that I, I said I give more offerings than all of you. Yeah. Why should that offend you? And I'm a leader. A leader should follow from the front. I should lead from the front. And again, it's true. I give more, it's true. So why should that offend you? And I'm not speaking it from a place of boasting. I was using it as an example of admonishing you to give. Because me as your leader, I'm giving from the front. So that becomes offensive. The slightest of provocation, you are a convert. Not a disciple. You are a convert. That, that, even that, maybe you're in church right now, you're the one who said, you're even now angry. So he has mentioned my case. Eh? Eh, eh? I told my shepherd, and the shepherd has... You are a stony heart. You are a stony heart. Royal Mawe. Royal Mawe. Royal Jiwe. Stone Jiwe. Eh? Naida Dushinda. Tunakemea Rosa Jiwe katika jina la Yesu. Maroya Otea Jiwe tunaikamata. Tunaifinya finya. Jiwe halita nishinda. Jiwe halita nishinda. Amochelewa. Utasikia ku. You are a convert. The slightest of provocation makes you leave church. So because of this, that's why I decided to teach you why we need the underground church. Because we must begin to understand that we need to apply the principles of the word of God. That will help us transform people like you, converts, to become true followers of Jesus Christ. Disciples, if, if, if such a statement will, will make you leave church and make you angry. Can you imagine Jesus told his disciples, if you're going to follow me, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. He told them that. He, told, he, told, he called Peter, Satan. He said, Satan, get thee behind me, Satan. It's just a testimony that a pastor is giving. It offends you. You have a problem. I'm saying yes, you have a problem. You, check your heart. Check your heart. When you're chairman, you treasure. So we must convert people. So we must convert people from true followers. From being converts to becoming true followers of Jesus. So there is need, therefore, to help people like you and me, to help the sheep gain understanding of their newfound life in Christ Jesus. That is the only way we stabilize them in Jesus. That's why when you receive Christ in this church, you go through a school called the School of New Believers. You are taught who is a new believer. What, are, what decision, the decision you've just made, what are repercussions for it? What are the consequences for it? Then after you finish the school, you go to another school, school, the school of solid foundation. Now you begin to be taught, now that you have decided actually to follow Christ and you've been baptized, what does this mean? It means there is a heaven. Where is heaven? It means there is a hell. Where is hell? It means there is judgment. What will happen at judgment seat? You are taught all that. Because we want you to transform from being a convert to becoming a true follower. Some of you, if you are asked what will happen in the last day, you don't know. You can't defend your faith. You can't defend why you are a Christian. 
If right now you are, you are, you are, you are, told, you are told, so and so, stand up. Why are you a Christian? You begin to mumble words. Uh, my father was a Christian. I was born in church and raised in church. Is that why you are a Christian? By the way, she is your statement. At why are you a Christian? I was raised in church. I was born and raised in a Christian home. Is that the reason why you are a Christian? I was baptized when I was young. Is that sufficient reason enough for you to be a Christian? So if you are born a Muslim, you would be a Muslim. Why is the church quiet? Is that the reason why pastor says you are a Christian? You should sit down and ask yourself, why am I a follower of Jesus? And you can only get to answer those questions if you join those schools I'm talking about. Because we are trying to make you stable, stabilized, solid, mature, lacking nothing. Are we together? Are we together? So when we think about our, the community around us, we think that all the, the whole of this community is saved. But the truth is that's a lie. There, there are thousands of people who are not saved right where this church is. This, these buildings, a lot of them are not saved. Where this church is. And one of the reasons why we are having the underground church is because God wants us to move into those houses and convert them from converts to disciples. So we need to have fellowship with one another in those houses. We need to make cell group possible. We need to make love groups possible. Because this is the idea of the Holy Spirit brought to the church from the onset of the church. Because the day the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit birthed the church, the day he birthed it like this, the next minute he told them, now you have to split and go into homes. After just after being born like this, because the church was born when? On the day of Pentecost. That's when the church was born, right? When the Holy Spirit came upon them. That's the birthday of the church. Immediately after that, we see in the scripture. Pastor, is that in the Bible? Yes, Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Acts 2, 41. Quickly, quickly, brother, Acts 2, 41. These are several verses, but I want us to read together. One, two, three, can we read? One, two, three. That day, about 3,000 took him at his word, were baptized, and were signed up. Mm -hmm. They committed themselves to the teachings of the apostles. The life together, the common meal, and the prayers. The life to, uh, go back to King James, unless I tell you otherwise. Let's go, uh, let's start from there. Uh -huh. Continued steadfastly to the apostles' doctrines, uh -huh, and fellowship. And in breaking of bread. In so they were breaking bread. Where do they break bread? Let's continue. We'll see. Verse uh -huh, 43. Then fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Verse 44. All who believed were together. And had all things in common. Verse 45. And sold their possession and goods. And divided them among all, as one had need. As anyone had need. Look, go back to verse 44. And all who believed were what? And all who believed were what? So those who tell me you, are, you believe, but you, are in, you believe in your house. You're trying to tell me that you are wiser than the Bible. Because the Bible says all who believed were together. So if you believe with us, you should be together with us. Yes. That's what the Bible says. They went from among us, like Waltoka Katikatietu, that it may be known they were not of us. For if they were of us, they would have stayed. For all who believed were what? Together. And had all things in common. How come you don't have things in common with us? 
How come the grace that operates in this church is not locating you? How come that grace of sufficiency is not in your life? And we should have all things together. All things should be in common. Verse 46. Quickly. So, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house. So where was the breaking of bread happening? They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. They were breaking bread in houses. Not in mortuaries. Not in clubs. In houses. Because God wants us to be together and have all things in common. Then shall miracles begin to happen. Then shall miracles begin to happen. When we follow the patterns of Jesus. Remember, when we follow the patterns of Jesus, miracles will begin to happen. So from this scripture, it is very clear that the early church gathered to worship in two places. In the temple, which was in public places, and also in, and also in, we can see it. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, one, and breaking bread from house. So they would meet in houses and also meet in, I can't hear, they would meet in houses and also meet in, I can't hear you, they, they would meet in houses and also meet in. So, Dr. Yongi Cho, Dr. Yongi Cho was the pastor of the largest church in the world. He's still the largest church in the world with 800,000 members per Sunday. Not per month, per Sunday. Right now, I even think it's a million shillings. Ah. <laughs> it's a million members. It's in South Korea. A rich country. A rich country with one million people attending church. The people in that church are rich, crazy rich. And that church started in a tent in a tent, after the Second World War, in a tent. And Korea was poor. God told him, I'll use this church to make Korea a great country. And true, all the billionaires of Korea are in that church, full gospel, Yundo full gospel church. Part of the assemblies of God in that church. 800,000. Now, it's, I think it's a million. I'll, I'll check and see. The, the church owns a whole street in South Korea. A whole street. Like Moy Avenue. You see how Moy Avenue? Like Moy Avenue, something like that. The whole of it is owned by the church. One time Pastor Jimmy was in South Korea. And he went to that church. He was telling me the stories of that church. I'm looking forward to one day go to South Korea as well. And we'll also go to South Korea. It is in common. We have things in common. Yeah. You'll go to South Korea as well. And then you'll travel to South Korea. One time one of us went to South Korea. And she told me, when she saw that church, she was wondering. Billionaire. And you know, South Korea is a rich country. Like the owners of Samsung, that kind, that, those kind of families, they're in that church. They follow him. One time, Paps was telling me that when, 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 when Yongicho goes somewhere, he, he, he's careful to say that I like this. He's careful to say that. Because if he opens his mouth and says, I like this, he'll get 1,000 of them in his house. If he, if, he, if he just says, I like this clothes. One time he was telling, Tim was telling the story, he said, I like this suit. They bought him 1,000 suits. 1,000 suits. So he was, he, now he's very careful. And he started with those people in a tent. Poor people. 
and this is the this is the secret he used. This is the secret the Holy Spirit gave him. So listen to what I wrote in my notes. So Dr. Yongicho is the man God used to build the largest single church in the world using the cell strategy. This strategy. So he says that the mistake the modern church has made and that has been prevented the church from seeing the growth and the increase and establishment of the, of, of the members in terms of wealth and, 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 and grace and becoming substantial is because they have refused to follow the pattern of the Holy Spirit. They have moved away from the patterns of the Holy Spirit. So they are doing things their way. They are no longer doing things the way of God. They are not doing things their way. So he says, it is clear that from the, at the early testament, the New Testament church, that church was supposed to be done under the inspiration and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And this inspiration and guidance was that they were supposed to meet in temples and also meet in houses. So why did the Holy Spirit, did, why did the Holy Spirit lead them this way? Number one, the Holy Spirit led them this way because in those days, they didn't have very large meeting places like what we have in modern day. So because of that, they had to meet a way of establishing the church and still meet in small places but have multitudes, have the multitude met. Number two, the early church grew dramatically from 120 people in the upper room to 3,000 and eventually 5,000 and then multitudes in a matter of days. So they had to look for a way to disciple those, those people because they, they grew from 120 to 3,000. From 3,000 to 5,000. From 5,000 to multitudes. I showed you those scriptures last week, right? Or do you want me to show them again? Acts 2.41, you read it for yourself. Acts 4.4, 4, Acts 6.1, Acts 5.12. I repeat, Acts 2.41, Acts 2, then those who gladly received his, his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added. Uh -huh. Acts 4.4. Uh, Acts 4. However, many of those who had the word believed. And the number of the men came to about 5,000. From 3,000 to 5,000. Acts 5.12. Start from verse 12. And through, the hands, and through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. Uh -huh, verse 13. Yet none of the rest joined, dared join them. But the people esteemed them highly. Uh -huh. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women. Acts 6 verse 1. Acts 6 verse 1. Acts 6 verse 1. Quickly. And now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying. I see us multiplying in Jesus name. The disciples will begin to multiply. I'm saying the disciples will begin to multiply. You are moving from being a convert to being a disciple. And in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrew by the Hellenites because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. That, that takes me to the, to, the, to the next point. The problem that arose was that, that the few apostles were unable to take care of the massive growth. So in Acts 6, we see the Hellenites having an issue, saying now our widows are not being given food. They're not being given care like every other because the apostles were only 12 and now they are multitudes. So they said, let us look for men who are full of the spirit, 
who we can appoint to serve tables while us concentrate to word and prayer. So the work of the apostle is to concentrate in prayer and in the word. Then the work of the Levite was to serve tables. So they were trying to meet that need. Because there were so many people and it was practically impossible for me, for example, to come to all your houses. I would really want to come. Those who have houses. I see very soon you'll have houses in Jesus' name. You'll have good houses in the name of Jesus. But it was practically impossible for 12 people, 12 people to cater for multitudes. How do you even do it? Where do you start? Where do you start? Where's Linda? Tell your neighbor, neighbor. There, were, there, was, there was a complaint that arose. And the, the complaint was, our widows are not being taken care of. So how do you take care of them? Let them have small houses. Let's have love groups. Tell about you need to be a member of a love group. Tell about you need to be a member of a love group. Number four, the apostles had to deal with the rapid growth of the church, which was becoming a dilemma. Because they were wondering, how shall we give ourselves fully to prayer and to the ministry of the word? And at the same time, do administrative work. That is, that is from verse, verse three. From, Let's read verse 2 quickly. Then the twelve summoned multitudes of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the, the word of God and serve tables. Like it's not desirable that we should leave preaching to come and now start giving you, serving your daily needs. It's not desirable. Verse 3. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. That's how a shepherd should be. A shepherd should have a good reputation. Tell about a shepherd should have a good reputation. He must be full of the spirit and full of wisdom. Tell about neighbor, a shepherd must have a good reputation. Be full of the spirit and full of wisdom. Yeah, because that was the criteria. And whom we may appoint over this business of us for but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So if you want me to be, spend more time praying, become more shepherds, help me do the work, then I'll spend more time in prayer and reading the word, and I'll be preparing to preach to you every Sunday. Otherwise, when I come here on Sunday, I'll be saying, eh, open the book of Acts. Acts. They continue themselves prayer in Jesus' name. Father, I want to thank you for this Sunday in Jesus' name. You may go home. Do you want such a sermon? Do you want a someone that has been prepared? Someone that has, has been prayed over? Someone that has been thought over? Then become shepherds. The underground church was solving that need of having the apostles spend their time in prayer and in the word. So the apostles were confronted with challenges. And these challenges obviously overwhelmed them. So the Holy Spirit was helping and guiding them. And revealed this amazing solution to them. He said, let the multitudes be preached to, pastored to, cared for, both in public places and also in houses. This way, the Holy Spirit granted them insight into how to run a church. Such that none of the people 
will miss to be taken care of. None of the people will miss to be evangelized to. None of the people would miss to be saved. None of the people will not be taken care of properly. So this revelation has caused the apostles or caused the apostles and the disciples to hold churches in, meet, in public places and also hold churches in homes. And because of that, a growth was experienced that was so big, that was so great, and everybody was taken care of. That's what the Bible says in Acts 2.46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. Breaking bread from? So if you don't break bread in houses, where do you go on Thursdays? If you don't have a home church, ask your neighbor, do you have a home church? Do you have a shepherd? And if you belong to a home church, does that home church evangelize? Or is it just about you being warm? Do you have new people receiving Christ in that home church? Do you have people being delivered in that home church of yours? Do you have a love group that you belong to? Do you have one? Do you have a love group that during your wedding it is them taking care of things? Because I've seen people here during their weddings, it's the love group that is almost the forefront. You, who will be in the forefront of your wedding? Or you don't even think you'll get married? Some of you don't even think you'll get married, but I prophesy in the name of Jesus. I superimpose the will of God over your life. I'm saying I superimpose the will of God over your life. You will get married to a good husband. You'll get married to a good wife. You will do a good wedding. We shall be here dancing. I'm saying we will be here dancing for your wedding. Hey. So the term from house to house is now what is known as the modern church. Is now rather the term from house to house is now known in the modern church as the house church or the home church or the love group. Tell me about the, 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 the term house to house is now known in the modern church as house churches, as home churches, or as what? Love groups. Are we together? They were breaking bread from house. So it's not just something we do for the sake of it. Because I, I, I was so sure that most of you don't know why we meet on Thursdays. You had no freaking idea why we meet. You are just meeting for the sake of it. Sit up right. There's no way <laughs> you'll make me wash you. <laughs> I have even forgotten what I was saying. You, you, you don't understand why. Some of you are absent-minded. You've forgotten that you're even in church. Tell your neighbor, is the pastor that boring? <laughs> is the idea? Or is the, oh, the IQ is low? Oh, okay. The concentration is less. By the way, do you know when you have a low IQ, you can't concentrate for long? So if you see someone next to you is sleeping, they are unable to concentrate for long. Just look at them and say, hey, this one I can't get married to. This one I can't get married to. This one I bind in the name of Jesus. Because you also know yourself. You don't have a high IQ. So if the two of you combine, what shall you produce? You have to look for someone who knows mathematics. So that your children, so that your children are not always being punished in school. So ladies and gentlemen, if we are going to build a large church, do you want us to build a large church? Do you want us to have a caring church? Do you want us to have a loving church? Do you want us to have a church that keeps on growing? 
then we have to go back to the pattern of the Holy Spirit, which is meeting in homes and meeting in churches. Tell about meeting in homes and meeting in public places. So that's the reason why I'm doing this series. I want us to go back to the idea of the Holy Spirit. I want us to go back and restrict our church to doing worship the way the Holy Spirit wants the church done. Because that's the only way we shall be able to grow the church. So in some parts of the world, there are churches that cannot worship publicly. Do you know that? They, they have what we call the underground church. What I'm teaching right now. They can't meet in public places because the countries and the laws of those, and, and laws of those countries don't allow it. An example is China. In China, you can't get a church like this. But there are so many believers in China. We will have believers in China, even us. I said we shall have believers in China. Because we are believing God to have a church in China. It will be a home church. It will be several cell groups. Love groups, meeting. Then when they combine, it's a major force. One time you will come and find Chinese in this church. Yeah, because we are planning a church in China. Soon, by the grace of God. You will come and find people saying, then you say, nah, no. Some of you will even get married to them. Some ladies here, you'll get married to Chinese. Then you'll have Chinganga Wangombe. So the strategy the Holy Spirit gave to the church. The, <laughs> the strategy the Holy Spirit, enough. The strategy the Holy Spirit gave to the church is helping the church in China. It is helping the church in Russia. Yeah, because in Russia, believers were being put outside in cold by Stanley. Do you know Stanley? He died. Joseph Stanley, he was a wicked man. He used to put believers in the winter cold, naked, and they would freeze to death. No persecution. Persecution yako ukonja. Ambeja nanakata ujinga. Shenzi. Persecution, you are hungry. And you say, I'm leaving Jesus. People will be told, will you leave Jesus? They say, no. They are put outside, in cold, naked. In the winter. You know you've not experienced winter. One of these fine days, I see you traveling to South Africa during winter. I see you traveling to America during winter. Then you'll experience winter. Yeah, even me, I've not experienced winter. But I see us traveling to America during winter season. To experience winter. I'm told it's a very cold season. Very cold. And imagine now, this is July. It is just cold. It is, it is, this is July. Very cold. But you know it's summer, brother. Concentrate. It is July. Very cold. Now imagine during winter. If this is 17 degrees Celsius, then, then they go minus. Here nothing is frozen. Then they, they are fro their bodies are frozen. <laughs> but they are told, deny Jesus. They say, I will not. I'd rather die. You, you cannot say, I'd rather die. Ah, Jesus. Ah, Simujui. Jesus Mugani. And as Yagadu was Taboriaki preach. Missy Jay Mona, Ushaniona. We want a greater lava, greater lava to Gani, wherever, at Ujinga. Greater lava in Nini. Missy and Dang Yuko. Mina Dukos Kumoya, you are Keroma. Kulikuwa na kiroma yo church, nikaenda. Ile ya breakfast Sunday. Nikakula vizuri, mi nikajiseti. 
Nikasema huku sirudi. Because you are a convert. But disciples would stand and tell Joseph Stanley, with your wickedness we shall not deny Jesus. Because Jesus is more than you. Jesus is more than dying in cold. You I'd rather die in cold but be in paradise with him. Than, than deny him and be warm in my blanket, but the next minute I'm burning in hell. With warmth covering my body. Jesus is more than gold, brother. Tell about Jesus is more than gold. So this strategy helped the church. So the church can only become strong when you decide to follow the pattern of the underground church. Tell about the church can only become strong when you decide to become an underground church. That means you have many love groups. And the world we are going into is a world we don't know what to expect. Because who knew COVID would come? Who here knew COVID is coming? Who saw it coming? The next thing you're told, wear a mask like a diaper. Nanya lijua maski ni nazakuwa na kazi ya kushikilia mask. That's why you maski. Oh. Get it? Kazi yake ni kushikilia mask. Maski. Oh. Because nobody knew. Now that situation is so alive. The church can be told you're not meeting anytime soon. And what will we do? You're only supposed to meet maximum of 10 people. So what do we do? We, we go back to meeting at home. We don't stop meeting. We go back to meeting at home. Because the Bible says, do not, do not despise the gathering together of brethren, as some of them have done. Don't despise. Give me that scripture in Hebrews. Don't despise the gathering together of brethren, as some of them do. Don't despise. Because stimulation happens. There is stimulation when, when you meet together. Quickly. Someone tell him where the scripture is. It's there. Can we read together? But exhorting one another. That exhorting one another in ASB is stimulating one another. What is stimulate? What is a stimulant? What is a stimulant? A stimulant hypes you up. Like a, like a drug is a stimulant. Coffee is a stimulant. It charges you up. So meeting together with other believers charges you up. And especially when the day of the end is approaching. When the end is approaching. Tell me when the end is approaching, you need a lot of stimulation. Yeah, because the days are going. Days are becoming evil. Yeah. Now if you don't meet in church, my friend, days are becoming very evil. You need to meet and stimulate one another and tell yourself we will make it. We will push to the end. We will become great. We will become mighty. Tell me about do not despise the gathering together of brethren as some of them have done. But exhorting one another so as the more as the day is approaching. Verse 26. Four, no, 20, uh, 20, whatever. 24. And let us consider one another. Actually, this is the word I was looking for. And let us consider one another to stir up love and good works. That's where the stirring is, the stimulation. It's in the second verse and this verse. Let us stir up love and good works. Tell about star what? Star what? And? So where do you stir it up? The next verse gives you an answer. 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. So when you come together, there's a stirring that happens. There's what? There's a stirring that? When you come? When you come together, there's a stirring, there's a stimulation. That's why we make it, But how we say, wow, this week will be a good week. I'll receive an iPhone this week. That's stimulation. That is stirring up. So you are stirred up to love and to good works. That means if you don't come to be stirred up to love, you will not love. If you don't come to be stirred up to good works, you will not do good works. You will do the works of the flesh. TPT. Let me read TPT. TPT says what? Your brightness is too low. TPT says, discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them toward the acts of compassion, doing beautiful works, ex expressions, of love. And how do you discover those ways? Verse 25. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. So this is not the time to pull away and neglect from meeting on Thursdays in homes. This is not the time. As some have formed the habit of doing, you no longer go to your home church. You no longer go to your love group. So in that manner, you are missing out on stimulation. The Bible continues and says, in fact, we should come together even more frequently. My God. We should come together even more frequently. Eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. So we should come even more frequently. Hey. I have a scripture to add more services. <laughs> we should come more frequently. It's Bible. We should meet on Tuesday. We meet on Thursday. We meet on Sunday. We meet on Saturday for prayers. So we don't come for 40 hours of prayer. Where are you? And the Bible says, do not neglect. This is not the time to pull away, as some have done. This is not the time, as I formed the habit of not meeting together. Cecilia, pastor, this is not the time. It's not the time to be alone because the days are becoming evil and you need to stir up each other in love. You need to discover new ways, creative ways of encouraging each other. So when we come, we have new ways of encouraging one another. We have new ways of meeting with one another. So very soon, we are going to be having something called Home Church Sunday. We will not all come to church here. We will go to church in our homes. Oh, you're not clap for it. We are finding creative ways. We are finding what? Creative ways. Every season of love group, there's one Sunday we will not be coming to church. We will be going to our home churches and stirring up one another in love and to good works. Hey! Then you'll start seeing that the blessing of God will start coming down. The glory of God will start coming down. The beauty of God will start coming down. I see the glory of God coming down on your life. I see the beauty of God coming down in your life. I'm saying I see the beauty of God coming down in your life. Naona mungu wakikubariki. Naona mungu wakikuinua. Naona mungu wakikunemeshea baraka. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I want you to learn to have proper respect 
for the wisdom and the counsel of God. And one way of showing that you have proper respect for the counsel and the wisdom of God is following the patterns of God. So the underground church is God's pattern. So if you truly honor God, if we truly have a proper respect for his wisdom and his counsel, we have to do these things. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 10.10, but wisdom is profitable to direct. But wisdom, the last part, but wisdom is profitable to direct. So wisdom has power to direct. If the axe is dull and the one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength, Right? But wisdom brings what? But wisdom brings what? So if you want to do church without the success of God, it's like us trying to have an axe that is dull. You can't cut anything with an axe that is dull. You have to use more energy, right? Or sharpen the edge. When you sharpen the edge, what you, what you are doing is that you are using wisdom to bring success. So us meeting in homes is us giving ourselves the wisdom of what? Success. You start seeing God will start blessing you with big homes. Because you are hosting God in your homes. I'm getting to that. I think it's episode number four. The, the blessing of having a home church in your house. Me, my, my wife, as a, as, a, as a living testimony. One time I told my wife, we were still single. I told her, I want you to host a love group in your house. My wife, the only thing she had was a bed. And a sofa bed. You didn't have a sofa bed at that time. You only had a bed. She had a bed, she had two, a bed and two mattresses. So I told her, you have to host, because I knew this power and this blessing. I told her, if you want God to bless that place, you have to host him in your house. So brothers and sisters, she was hosting people seated down on the floor. On the floor, in the, in the mats. They were together with this one and this one. And joy, Maud. They were seated on the floor. Is it true, joy? Is it true? Because Is it true? Or even Ian? Where is Ian? Is it true? Fast forward. The, look. Saki Monday was matana pastor la jeringa. Now I'm even scared. Niringe. Actually, the Bible says Paul. Paul speaking. He said, "I boast therefore." In my weaknesses. So let me boast. Yeah, I'm showing you the pattern. Anyway, I'm not boasting. I'm just showing you a pattern. Fast forward. There's nothing that we don't have in our house. There's nothing you can mention in a normal house that is not in my house. We can think of today, let's change these seats and we change. From staying in a mattress... And my wife, at that time, she was broke. So she used to be happy because that's days she used to know Joy Mauta. But may the Lord bless you, Joy. And do you good. She used to know that God, God will, Joy will bring mandazi. So she would have supper on that day. And her, she's telling you, she used to believe, she used to be happy when that day comes. Because she knows Joy is going to come with breakfast and dinner because she'll bring mandazi. Mungu, 
umeacha Mungu, umefunga love group, umetoka kanisa. <laughs> umeacha Mungu, umefunga love group, umetoka kanisa. Umesema ikae julilala nja. Pasta wako hapa alikuwa anashukuru Mungu Thursday. Unaomba Mungu Father na, 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 na katika jina la Yesu. Ule msana itwa Joe. Asikose kuja. Arrest her in the name of Jesus. Na akuja na mandazi. Anakuja na mandazi. Yeye ajui ni maombi najibiwa. Yeye analeta tu mandazi ya, ya love group. Na anakuja na mingi. Na juice. Ulikuwa na juice ama nini? Chai. Tea. Now all of these girls their house their homes are full. Yeah. Those who are seated down. Joe is getting married in September. God will, also, God will equally give her a big house. Because of hosting God. Ah, that testimony has touched me. I even feel like crying. From, from, from sitting in a mattress, in a home church. These ones were showing me their nice seats. I said, hey Lord, you've blessed these children. You've blessed them. Because they were willing. So your house is not too small to host God. You actually should host him in the small house so that the house becomes big. Because he's a big God. He cannot remain in the bed seater boutique. I refuse to allow God to remain in that boutique. God is going to expand your house. If you've noticed, if you're keen enough, if you host a love group, your house has never been locked. If you're keen enough to notice. Is it true? You host one. Has your house ever been locked? The reason I'm saying this is because at that point, my wife, the mother had refused. The mother had told her, choose Jesus or me. So she chose Jesus. So the mother said, if you've chosen Jesus, I'm not going to be paying for that rent. Let Jesus pay for it. And true, Jesus paid for it. So at that point, because she was hosting God, that house was never locked. Same with what she's saying. Anyone who hosts a love group with a genuine heart, you, your house can never be locked. Because how can God akuje apate nyumba yako imefungwa na kifundi? Na ni Mungu anakuja akakumiti hapo Thursday. Anaka meeting anapata ai. Anashika kifundi ai. Tuliacha moja hapa. Inaniharibia siku bana landlord. Unaniharibia siku bana landlord ai. Zii, that shall never be your story. I'm saying that shall never be your story. You begin to have good homes. Beautiful houses. You'll have seats in your house. I'm saying you'll have seats in your house. I'm saying you'll have seats in your house. You'll have beds in your house. You'll have a carpet in your house. You'll have TVs in your house. You'll have fridges in your houses. Because you're hosting God. You're hosting God. You're fulfilling the patterns of God. You're fulfilling. Look, have proper respect for the counsel and the wisdom of God. For wisdom brings what? Wisdom brings what? Wisdom brings what? Ladies and gentlemen, I am done preaching. <laughs> Father, I want to thank you because the counsel of God is successful. The counsel of God brings success. So Lord, thank you because wisdom shall bring success. Thank you because wisdom is good to direct. Wisdom fitted to direct. Lord, we will follow the wisdom of the underground church and we shall experience the blessing of the underground church in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap offering everybody.